Welcome to Voices of the Valley, a new radio show where we will be interviewing growers, entrepreneurs, educators, and technologists who are inventing new solutions for today's and tomorrow's challenges on the farm. I'm your host, Dennis Donahue, the lead of the Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology. And each episode, we will be exploring what's challenging and new in agricultural innovation. Well, I'm joined today by uh, CEO and founder Richard Garg of the uh, Harvest com Harvesting com Company. And uh, Richard, t talk a little bit about, uh, I, I really have always been intrigued by uh, your company from day, day one and and what you do. So talk a little bit about the harvesting company and what uh, uh, the nature of your business and, and where you operate and why you decided decided to uh, start start this company. Sure. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Richard and I'm founder and CEO of Harvesting. Uh, before I jump into you know what we do, I want to kind of explain a little bit global situation of agriculture. So there are about half a billion small farm holders, let me repeat, half a billion small farm holders in the world who are responsible for feeding 80% of humanity. Uh, these are the farmers not in the US, but these are the farmers who are in sub-Saharan Africa. These are the farmers who are in Asia, India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Myanmar, um, who are responsible for feeding the whole earth. Uh, but there are under tremendous pressure, of course, uh, due to climate change. But these are the also people who do not have access to uh, financial tools such as loans and insurance. Uh, now imagine me being an entrepreneur. I see these farmers as an entrepreneur as well. And without the you know cheaper, efficient capital, it's very hard for these farmers to succeed uh, in what they are doing. So they are under tremendous pressure. Um, and that's been also uh, one of the major threats to the availability of food for the entire race. Um, so as harvesting, uh, our mission is to drive financial inclusion for farmers in emerging market. Uh, in plain English, um, it's connecting finance to the farmers. Uh, we are a for-profit financial technology company where we are building technology solutions which involves AI and remote sensing to help lenders, agriculture lenders across the world to help to get loans to the farmers. That's in a nutshell we do. Um, so, go ahead, Dennis. Well, and, and I wanted to ask you, um, talk a little bit about your background because you, you really have a tech pedigree in a, in a number of Key, key disciplines. So talk a little bit about that and how that all come, comes to bear uh, in terms of what's really involved with the customer base you have in mind, that ability to think globally and to get all of this organized from a technology standpoint. Uh, you, you've got to have some pretty serious stripes on the technology side to get all this done. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So a little bit of my background, I grew up in India and moved to U.S. about 10 years ago. Uh, I've been in the technology product uh, domain for past 15 plus years, where I have worked for companies like Microsoft, have worked for several startups, have built uh, several companies and sold one about a couple of years ago. And uh, that's where, you know, I had this sort of a calling or intuition wherein I realized that it's not worth 
uh, focusing on uh, building the companies who who is just around making lot more money. Um, I started looking into areas where how can I build a profitable, sustainable company, which is also uh, which also have a very positive impact on the world. Uh, and that's where you know harvesting started. My grandfather was a farmer back in India in a small village. Uh, although I have never been to like farm whether working on the farms, but you know somehow it was close to my heart. And I decided when the opportunity was right, uh, I thought you know now that I have sold a company, some people know me. I have great technology background. I have ability and capacity to go see the world. Why don't we go solve the problem for uh, which has impact, direct impact to half a billion farmers and indirect impact to about five billion people in the world? Well, and obviously uh, that's how it came together. Okay. Well, and obviously that's a very serious and important task and mission. I'm going to do a quick sidebar, real quick. You know, the uh, the show we like to talk about the voices of the the valley and the valleys, and you really named some production areas. Uh, Truly, all all over the world, uh, you know, a, around the Salinas Valley, we're awfully part of our valley, uh, as is the Central Valley. And, and uh, when you when you think about different growing regions and valleys, and and I know it, I know it's serious business, particularly in other parts of the world. But are there some parts of the world that we just don't know about that that we really should that are that are just wonderful production areas, uh, great great communities? What are the what are the top two or three valleys that kind of leap out to you when you think about valleys? So I don't know. I don't think I have a good answer to that because there are so many, so much things happening outside the valley here. Um, but I'll give you one example. So if you look at sub-Saharan Africa, that is, you know, Africa below the Sahara Desert, it's a massive country. Uh, and so much so that that if they come to the full potential, they themselves can feed the whole world. But right now, because of the lack of technology, lack of lack of innovation, lack of uh, information, uh, they have to import the food. So that's the kind of you know disparate world we are living in. Right, right. On one side, I see in India, for example. There's overproduction of happening in onions and tomatoes and other crops uh, where farmers are not getting price for their crops and they have to literally throw tons of the crop for free on the road to be you know, smashed by the passing by you know, trucks and whatnot because it's cheaper to throw them on the road than to actually carry it back. Uh, and on the other side, we have 800 million people who sleep hungry every night. So uh, that's the kind of picture I have in my mind wherein, oh, on which we believe that information and technology can help solve um, and we have an opportunity to do so. So you're, you're connecting uh, farmers with financing so they can really, uh, so they can actually grow their crops and get to market. Uh, that sounds like that's going to be the key to uh, uh, helping solve the problem. Correct. So I'll, let me explain in the words of how what people know here in the valley, right? So we use precision agriculture a lot in California and USA. And if you see what precision agriculture is, it's growing more within the uh, same amount of resources. 
maybe using less resource. Uh, and typically, the advice would be, okay, you know, you buy, you buy a bag of nitrogen and apply it that corner versus this corner, and be more, uh, you know, cognizant about the usage. However, in these countries, uh, even if I tell oh, the farmer that, oh, you need to buy a nitrogen bag, they don't, they don't have money to buy so, because the loan could be as high as 60% interest rate, six, zero. Uh, so these farmers are really getting hammered from all sides. Um, so if we thought, it, if we can make it easier for farmer to get the loan, uh, then it, they will be able to afford that bag of nitrogen. They may be able to send their kids to school and so on and so forth. And you've been at this for a while now. So, so how's it going? What kind of acceptance uh, are you getting? So I've been at it for two years formally. Um, it's doing really well. We just finished building a FICO-like system for coffee farmers in Uganda. So anytime a farmer now in Uganda, in this particular community, walks into bank, they have a FICO score. Uh, FICO-like score, it's not FICO because this was built by harvesting, so let's say call, let's call it harvesting score, um, which makes it easier for them to get loan. Uh, we are actively uh, working in Nigeria, I'm looking at deals at India, Kenya, Zambia, Pakistan, Myanmar, Bangladesh. So we have about 100 plus financial institutions from across the emerging market who are interested in using our product, trying out our product, and hopefully we'll get some pretty quick adoption soon in many of these countries. So that, that kind of speaks to how fast can you scale up? Obviously, for, from the world's standpoint, so to speak, the sooner, sooner the better, but do you kind of have the feel to yourself in terms of beginning to lay this global platform that the financial community uh, can take advantage of? Yes, yes. I mean, from day one, our mission and vision is aligned towards building a global company uh, because this is a global challenge. So even though initially it was a little bit slow because it takes a lot of time to build the, uh, you know, uh, the base, base to build a global company, but now we are seeing some fruits out there. Um, we have discussions happening in Brazil and several other countries I just mentioned. Uh, and we believe, you know, many of, uh, it, yeah, I think there's nothing stopping us if we continue to do right things, remain focused on our customers and the end farmers. Um, there's a huge demand for what we are doing. Um, yeah, so we are truly a global company at this point. Well, already. and you've had some, uh, and, and let me give you a moment to kind of brag about yourself and your company a little bit. You've had, <laughs> well, you've had some nice recognition for the work you've done. and and uh, re really received some nice re uh, awards. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yes, we are fortunate enough to get some awards early on. Uh, we won Global Grand Challenge Award from Singularity University under the food uh, category. Uh, we have also won uh, Best Financial Technology Company for Microfinance Institutions in Ethiopia. Uh, and then we, are all, we were also early uh, some of the early startups who got shortlisted for IBM X Prize um, for their second round uh, of the competition. And we have more coming, I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Well, that's that. No, that's terrific. One last, one last question. What? And, we, and just kind of looping back around, what what's the key technology for? Uh, that might not be the right phrase, but I, I know I've always been impressed uh, by your acumen in the artificial intelligence world. How how does that play into all of this? It is playing a very important role. So. If we look at the problem we have or we are trying to solve, it's an information asymmetry problem. So uh, there's a lot of gap between what is happening in the farm and anybody else in the agriculture value chain, especially in emerging markets. So AI helps us uh, fill that gap tremendously. Today, a farmer, if I farmer, if a farmer goes to the bank, the bank the lender would have to actually go physically to visit the farm. And there is not much ROI because the ticket size is so small. So using AI on remote sensing, the lender, by sitting, just sitting in his office, can see the farm, can get an idea of the crop productivity, can also see how things have performed historically, and all bunch of things, um, you know, bringing a lot of operational expenses efficiency in the system, reducing costs for them as well as for farmers. So AI is playing a big role in what we are doing. Well, you know, you've obviously got your sleeves rolled up and the world is your uh, beat, so to speak. It's a challenging issue to, to feed the world and, and perhaps few people appreciate that as, as well as you. At the, at the end of the day, do you find yourself uh, still fundamentally optimistic? Yes, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, this is a hard problem we are solving. It's not, you know, it's unlike anybody doing things in Silicon Valley. Um, so you need to be super, super optimistic because this is a very hard problem to solve. But we know if we keep at it, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come out like winners uh, soon. Well, it sounds like you enjoy the challenge and uh, you're a man on a mission. Thanks. Yes, we do. Well, it's, uh, it's always good to catch up with you. I know you're uh, always running around the world and, and uh, don't see as often as I'd like, but uh, you're, you're doing great work, and, and thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Dennis. Really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Voices of the Valley is brought to you by Western Grower Center for Innovation and Technology, and this episode has been sponsored by Hartnell Community College. Tune in for a new episode.